just want to tell you Lord I love you more than anything let's say it one more time everybody lift your voice and say I love you Worship and adore you. I just want to tell you that I love you. More than anything. Let's say it one more time. Everybody push it out. Say, I love you. Worship and adore you, Lord. I just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. Can we say it one more time? Lift it up again and say, I love you. Worship and adore you, Lord. You deserve my worship. I want to tell you, Lord, I love you. Let's go back around and we're going to go around. Let's say it one more time. Let's go to church and stay right here. Help me tell him. Say, I love you. I love you. I love you. worship him in the beauty of his holiness come on and worship let's go here let's go here say I love you I love you Jesus I worship I want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. Hallelujah. Say, my healer, my healer, my healer, my healer, my healer, my healer. Any sick folk in the house, I dare you to just claim it. You don't need the pastor. You know what? You can lay hands on yourself and receive it in Jesus' name.
my healer, 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 my savior, my savior. My Savior, my Savior, my Savior, my Savior, my Savior, He's moving in here. Somebody need to do this. Hear me say this. Waymaker. 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 The Lord is a waymaker. Waymaker. Can I get a witness that he is? Has he ever made a way for you? Help me say waymaker. Jesus, 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 Hallelujah. Whatever you need, I may know the Lord can do it. Paul said he can supply all your need that mean it don't matter what it is do you hear me it don't matter what it is the Lord can supply it he can do what nobody else can do because he's God because he's God you know what? I'm getting ready to preach. I know some folks that are good, but they ain't God. My Lord. There are some doctors that are good. I wish I had more help than I got here. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are some doctors that are good, but they ain't God. Because even good doctors run into cases that baffle them. But is there anybody here know that God is the master physician and he's never lost a patient I've, I've known some good attorneys but they're not God even some good attorneys cannot claim that they have won every case oh oh but how many know God he never lost a case. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And it's because of who he is. 
he's God. Hallelujah. And David said, all of my help, my help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Whatever I need, I know where to go. I know who to go to. Because when nobody else can help me, the Lord can. Anybody can just rejoice in that fact that, that when nobody else can help me, the Lord can. Sometimes you be in predicaments. The only thing your kinfolk can do is cry with you. That's right. But I'm in no tears. <laughs> they don't help the situation a lot of times. But one thing about God, whatever need you have, not only can he know about it, but he can do something about it. Amen. That, 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 there is a word today from the Lord. I want to call your attention to go with me uh, to the gospel according to Luke, Luke chapter 13, and we shall read uh, uh, beginning at verse 10. Uh, that's Luke chapter 13. Beginning at verse 10. Can you give, uh, Brother Richard, can you give me a little bit more sensitivity on the mic so I won't, I don't, won't have to hold it as close to my mouth. Uh, thank you. Um, that's Luke chapter 10. I mean 13 beginning at verse 10. That's Luke 13 beginning at verse 10. Once you find it, if you're able, we ask you to stand as we all reverence the reading of God's word. Uh, Luke 13 and beginning at verse 10, it reads, And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. That verse 13 says, and he laid his hands on her and immediately, that's just how fast the Lord can turn your situation around. Immediately, she was made straight and glorified God. I want to preach from this thought. I want to talk about the Lord can straighten it out. The Lord can straighten it out. I want, I want, I want to begin by saying to you uh, today that in this life, Truth be told, all of us will find ourselves in positions and situations where we need the Lord to straighten it out for us. 
Is there anybody that can attest to the fact that sometimes when we have issues and problems uh, going on in our lives, sometimes you wrestle with that thing and you uh, try all that you know how to straighten it out. But in all of your efforts, nothing seems to work. Am I preaching to anybody? That has ever had a problem that was beyond anything you could handle by yourself. Beyond anything that you could fix yourself. As a matter of fact, not only was it beyond what you could fix, but it was beyond what other folks could fix as well. But is there anybody here knows that Whatever is impossible with man. How many believe it's possible with God? And I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm glad that just because man can't handle it. I'm glad to know that there is a higher power. There is a higher power. He sits high. And he looks down low and it, he sits on his throne and he sees everything yes, he that's going on. And can I tell you, not only does he see everything that's going on, but guess what? He sees stuff that hadn't even happened yet. Hey. Yes, he does. See, I'm glad that God does not have to wait until tomorrow get here before he knows what's in tomorrow. As a matter of fact, how many know he's already in tomorrow today? Y'all ought to hear me. Y'all ought to hear me. Y'all ought to hear me. Come on, somebody. How do I know? Because his word said that he's from everlasting to everlasting. So God don't have to wait until Friday to get here. come with an announcement from heaven today to tell somebody that God can fix your Friday problem on Sunday. Somebody said, preacher, now you just lost me there. What do you mean? All I'm saying is that God is not bound by time. Come on, somebody. He's not bound by days. He does not have to wait until Friday gets here before he can get into Friday. But how many know he can stretch all the way from Sunday all the way into Friday? And he looks ahead and he sees, I see the devil wants them to have an accident on Friday, but I'm going to go ahead of them. Oh, somebody ought to hear me today. Uh, come on, somebody. Amen. Then David said, the Lord is my shepherd. Isn't that what Psalm 23 said? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I pointed that out for this reason. It's because you have to understand that a shepherd goes before or ahead of the sheep. I'm trying to help somebody understand this today. Because believe it or not, sometimes we begin to cry and grumble about stuff that God allowed to happen in our lives. But if we only knew some of the stuff that he went ahead and fixed before it ever happened, we'd be shouting, come on somebody. Come on somebody. And your makeup would be running by now. You, 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 you. Tears would be coming out of your eyes by now. My, 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 my brothers and my sisters, God is not bound by time. And
and he's all powerful. He's all powerful. He can fix. He can mend. He can heal. He can, he can deliver. Even when man has given it his best shot. And there's a saying that goes like this. Your extremity. Becomes God's opportunity. Young folks and everybody else, let me preach on an understandable level. All that means is when you've done everything you can, then it becomes God's chance to step in and do what you could not do. Come on, somebody. Your extremity, when you go to the extreme and still have not corrected the issue. Just because you've done all you, you can do. That don't mean God has done all he can do. I'm trying. I've come to give you a word of hope. A word of inspiration. A word of encouragement. To let you know today that no matter what you go through. The Lord can fix it for you. This woman in the text, the Bible says she was crippled. She was bowed over, could not straighten herself up. Y'all with me? One thing that I want to point out is that when I preach this text is that I don't just want to preach about the woman, but I have to help everybody see themselves in the text. This woman was bowed over for 18 years. Now, I want to point this one thing out of the text is that we know that this woman was bowed over and she needed the Lord, watch this, to strain her out physically. But in my study, God pointed something out to me. He says, he said, everybody that needs something straightened out don't look like they need something straightened out. God says, some folks look good. <laughs> but how many know just because you look good, that don't mean you don't need something straightened out. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Some, some, some folks are looking better than what they're actually doing. Come on, somebody. And, and God had me to understand that everybody that need him to straighten something out, it don't look, everybody don't look like it. You cannot see any physical evidence that they need something straightened out. As a matter of fact, pretty much every Sunday, I can, I, I, I can imagine that there are many people that come to the house of prayer and some are praising lifting their hands but everybody that's lifting their hands does not mean that they're doing it because everything is well in their lives have I got a witness am I preaching to anybody in here that ever came to church and you praise God not because everything was well in your life 
but only because you knew he deserved to be praised. Come on, somebody. Is it anybody that ever had to praise God in spite of your problem, in spite of your sickness, in spite of your situation, in spite of your circumstances? My brothers and sisters, everybody that look like they're doing good, it does not mean they don't have any issues in their life. When I look at the text, when I look at the text, the Bible said this woman was crippled. She was bowed over, had a hump in her back. She couldn't straighten herself up. So she had to walk. Bowed over. And y'all know how difficult that could be if you're bowed over. You got to try to hold your head up and look. She was bowed over. But watch this. When I look in the text, where does this take place? Where, 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 what is the setting of the text? I'll, I'll show you. Let's look. It, the Bible said that the setting of the text is in the synagogue. In the church building, in the sanctuary. Now I wanted to point that out because watch this. This woman was bowed over but she did not let her condition stop her from coming to church. Somebody need to hear that today. Because some folks when they start going through stuff, some folks that used to show up for church all the time, amen, how many know that ain't the time for you to stop coming to church when you find yourself in a bad fix? folks abandon the church when in actuality that's the place you really you really need to be in God's house when you got some problem going on come on because how many know can't nobody help you but God can't nobody help you but God my, my brothers and my sisters I had to point that out that even though that woman had an issue she had a problem in her body she did not watch this she yet pressed her way to church and some folks in this day and time They ain't been going through but about a couple of weeks maybe. And then sometime whenever you run into them, I got some issues going on, Pastor. I'll be back when I get them straightened out. You ain't going to straighten them out. As a matter of fact, watch this. Sometimes the Lord may allow issues to come in our lives to drive us closer to it. Because the Bible said all things work together for good to them that love God. Amen. Whatever God allows is never to harm us. But how many know his intent is to help us? Let me, let me go on lest I hold you too long. But this woman, I had to point that out because the woman was in the synagogue. And she did not allow her issue, her problem to stop her from coming to church. Help me preach to your neighbor and tell them, say, don't let your problem stop you from coming to church hmm some of your problem may be messy folks uh, don't let your problem 
stop you from coming to church come on somebody some of your problem may be folks don't want to speak to you they treat you cold come on somebody but don't let your problem stop you from coming to church you got to keep pressing your way when I looked in this text and I found that that woman was in the church even in her condition it let me know she pressed her way to be there in God's house It also let me know, not only did she press her way to be there, but why did she press her way to be there? Because she wanted to be there. How many know you got to want to be in his presence? And, and, and she was suffering for 18 years. She was bowed over for 18 years. That's a long time. Come on, somebody, that's a long time, 18 years. This woman was bowed over, but yet she's still coming to church after 18 years. Bowed over, she's coming to the house of God. But watch this, how many know Sunday after Sunday or meeting after meeting, this woman leaves the same way that she came. Do you know why she was leaving the church the same way that she came? Because Jesus wasn't in the house. <laughs> because if Jesus had been in the house oh come on somebody is it anybody know when the Lord is in the house something good is going to take place when Jesus is in the house see that's why she left the same way that she came because watch this they were, they were going through ritualistic ceremonial type of worship but there was no power of God present the folks wanted the pastor to get up they had a printed order of service and said let us not deviate let us not deviate from this I, I'm not against order because God is a God of order but how many know that there was no room for a move of God? Isn't that wrong with have, having an order of service, but yet within that order of service, there ought to be room. For God to do what he wants to do in the service. Because when there's no room for him to do what he desires to do, then we box him out and leave. <laughs> we leave him out and we leave out the same way we came. Watch this. This woman was in the synagogue. She left. She left 18 years. 18 years with this condition, but she was yet going to church. She was going to the church building. But yet there was no power in demonstration of God. There were preachers. There were teachers. But this woman was leaving the same way that she came every Sunday. But the Bible declares that Jesus was the guest preacher. I 
can imagine the pastor, I don't know who the pastor was or the person in charge. He got up and said, well, congregation, I'm not going to preach today. Reverend Jesus is here. And this is his first time visiting with us. So I'm going to yield and let Reverend Jesus preach today. Is it anybody know good things happen when you let the Lord? When you let the Lord have his way. When you yield to him. In your own life. In my life. As we yield to the Lord. How many know good things will happen? The miraculous will happen. As we yield ourselves to him. As the songwriter that wrote the song said, Is your all on the altar of sacrifices? Your heart does the spirit control. You can only be blessed and have peace and sweet rest as you yield him. Somebody finish it for me. Your body and your soul tell your neighbor you got to yield you know what yield means let me let me let me help everybody understand i'm gonna say it in layman's term yield means you get out the way come on somebody when you get out of the way and let god let the lord step in and just have his way somebody gonna get blessed Somebody's going to get delivered. Somebody's going to get healed. Somebody's going to get set free. And one of the biggest problems in a lot of churches today is that there is no room for allowing God to have his way come on somebody come on come on come on we talk about there was no room they didn't have no room in the end for the lord to be born but guess what in a lot of our churches there's no room for the lord to move and touch and just do what he desires to do whoever the pastor was yielded to jesus and said, you take control now watch this. This woman was in the synagogue. She was leaving the church the same way that she came every, every, every Sunday or every time they met because Jesus was not in the house. But on this particular day, Sabbath day, Jesus was in the house. Now if I had to use another subject for this sermon, it would be, it would be when Jesus is in the house. Anybody know? Oh, it's a great difference when Jesus is in the house come on somebody when the Lord is in the house somebody's gonna be blessed give me just a little more time and we'll be out this woman was coming to the synagogue leaving the same way that she came because the Lord was not in the house but on this particular day, the, the Lord was in the house and there was a yielding to the Lord of the minister that was in charge. The Bible said, behold, that there was a woman, this woman, which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. Now, in that verse, it points out to us why she was in the condition she was in. It's because she had a spirit of infirmity. Now I want to point this out to you because 
with every problem, there is a spirit associated with the problem. How many believe that? I said with every problem. Somebody said, how do you know? Give me some scripture because the Bible said we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities and spiritual wickedness and rulers of the darkness of this world. Spiritual wickedness in high places. What am I saying? Every problem has an evil spirit associated with it. If somebody has a lying problem, they got a lying spirit. Mm -hmm. If somebody has a jealousy and an envious problem or envy problem, they have a spirit of jealousy. They have a spirit of envy. If somebody has a fornication problem, they're being driven by the spirit of fornication. If somebody is an adulterer, the spirit of adultery has them under its influence are y'all with me if somebody uh, has a problem with being messy there is a messy demon y'all didn't know that did you <laughs> if somebody has a problem uh, and, and, and they are being hateful they have a hateful spirit So all I'm trying to point out is that with every problem, there is a spirit associated with it. People that, if people have a problem following leadership and following instruction and doing what they're asked to do, they have a spirit of rebellion. Especially if somebody ain't told you to jump off the bridge. Now certain things, if somebody tell you stupid and foolish stuff to do, come on somebody, God don't expect you to honor that. If I come in here one Sunday morning before I preach, said before I preach the Lord, we gonna drink this poison here. If I ever do that, run, baby, run. <laughs> let me go, let me go before I hold you too long. But there is a spirit associated with every problem even if you study the ministry of Jesus you will find anybody that 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 was sick or whatever that came to him or they had uh, uh, demons or whatever the case is the Lord always addressed the spirit that was causing or that was the root of their problem Because the Lord understood in order to totally annihilate or get rid of the problem, he understood you got to go to the root. Yeah. Right. 
Come on, somebody. How many know you got to go to the root of the problem in order to do away with the problem altogether? You can't just deal with the branches of the problem or the symptoms of a problem. In order to get rid of the problem, you have to go to the root and dig it up. So the Lord sees this woman. This woman had a spirit of infirmity, which was the source or the root of her problem. It was a spirit that was the, that was the root of her problem. You mean to tell me it was a spirit that had a woman bowed over? And see, a lot of folks can't understand that because... Here's something God whispered to me. Oftentimes, spiritual problems manifest themselves in a physical way. Spiritual problems often manifest themselves in a physical way. Now, the average person would think, well, the reason this woman is bowed over, well, well, maybe it's something going on with her bones. And tell your neighbor it was the devil. 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 Plain and simple. It was the devil. The spirit, the evil force that caused this woman's body to begin to fold. The devil was trying to fold up, but watch this. The spirit of infirmity she had it for 18 years, long time, and was bowed together and could in no wise lift herself up could in no wise straighten herself up. In all of her efforts, she couldn't straighten herself up. Just a sidebar, I, I always have to talk about the Lord and, and, and our spiritual condition. I told you that it was a spirit behind her problem. But how many remember, amen, so many years ago, man had a spiritual condition. Oh, yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. <laughs> and he could not straighten himself up. Anybody remember your condition? I'm talking about some stuff you used to do before you got saved and you know you could not straighten yourself up. And the only reason you straight today is because of the Lord. Come on somebody. Paul had to tell the church at Ephesus he said we are not saved by our own works but we're saved by grace through our faith in Jesus Christ. Not by works lest any man should boast. Tell somebody you ain't got nothing to brag about. You ain't got nothing to brag about. Come on, if you saved, you didn't do it yourself. If you straight, you didn't straighten yourself up. It was the Lord that straightened you up. And God told me to remind some of us in here, stop putting other folks down. When you see them lifting up that gin bottle, when you see them strung out on drugs, when you see them doing stuff that they ought not be doing, God said, remember that you wasn't straight. 
until I straighten you out. See, that's what a lot of us need to be reminded of is that the only reason we're straight is because the Lord straightened us out. And if he straightened you and me, how many know he can do it for others? She bowed over. Couldn't straighten herself up. And the Bible says, I'm getting ready to close here. When Jesus saw her, he called her and said unto her, woman thou art loose from thine infirmity. Watch this. Number one, he saw her. Then he called her. And then he spoke to her. Oh yes, and that, that made all the difference in her life. And, and, and as I look at verse 12, my brothers and sisters, God told me to tell somebody in here that, 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 that have some problems that you need him to straighten out. Number one, he says he sees you. Some of y'all been wondering, I wonder do the Lord really know what's going on in my life? The Lord said, yes, I see you. I see you, I see you, I see you. The Lord said to somebody, I see you struggling. I see you crying in the midnight hour. I see you crying on your way to work and having to fix your face and redo your makeup before you get out the car. He said, I see you. I see the hurt in your heart. I see the pain that you're enduring. I see the disappointment you have endured. The Lord says, I see. The Lord told me to remind somebody. He said, even though I've been around before there was a wind or where or here or there. Even before the world was, was, was brought into existence and all the things of the world were brought into existence, the Lord said, I've been around a long time. He said, he said you would think that how long I've been around that my eyesight have gotten dim, but the Lord says, I got 20-20 vision and I see what's going on in your life. The Lord said, there are no cataracts on my eyes. I see what's going on in your life. The Lord said, I don't need contacts. I don't need glasses. He said, I see what's going on in your life. He said, I see. And this woman out of all the others, the text does not talk about anybody but the woman that was bowed over for 18 years. And y'all know what that lets me know? Out of everybody else in the crowd, this story is only about her. But she was not the only one at the church. You know what it was? The Lord told me, he said her time had come. The Lord said this woman kept pressing her away for 18 years. She did not allow her condition to stop her from going to the synagogue to worship and to praise God. And, 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 and God was telling me in his word. He said that it was her time to be blessed. And I want to tell somebody in my closing of this sermon today. The Lord said your time is coming. He says your time is coming. 
He said, I've seen your tears and I've heard your prayer. Your time is coming. He says, keep persevering. He said, be not weary in well-doing for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. And I'll come with an announcement from heaven today to tell somebody, hold on. A little while longer. I know you've been struggling. I know you've been crying. I know you've been hurt. I know you've been disappointed. But hold on. Your time is coming. Hold on. Jesus points this woman out of the crowd and he calls her out. He's a sister. Come here. Little did she know she was going to walk to him like this. But she would walk away from him like this. Is there anybody know when he calls you? <laughs> When the Lord calls you, how many know you're going to straighten up? Oh, he'll straighten it out when he calls you. And I can imagine when he called for her to come to him. I can imagine there were others in the crowd that said, why he calling her out? Why he calling her? But when she got there where he was... Jesus looked at her and said, woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity, meaning you are free. No longer shall you be bound from this day forward. My brothers and my sisters, I can imagine putting it in layman's term the way God gave it to me. He said, woman, you and your infirmity ain't going to have nothing else to do with each other no more. Another thing he was saying to her, it's over now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's over now. Your, your, your suffering is it, over now. You, 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 you've been bowed over for 18 years. You won't be bowed over again. He said, woman, you and your infirmity are getting a divorce today. <laughs> Never to remarry again. I come to tell you the Lord can straighten it out for you. And after the Lord gave her uh, those words, you are loose from your infirmity, woman. The Bible said he laid his hand on her. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Anything the Lord lays his hands on oh, yeah. will never be the same. Come on, somebody. Anything the Lord put his hands on, how many know it will never be the same? One day a little boy had two fish and five loaves of bread. It wasn't much in the hands of the boy's mama when she fixed him his lunch. It was not much in the hands of the little boy. Uh, it was not much in the hand of the disciple that retrieved it from the little boy. But when they put the fish and the bread in the hands of Jesus. Oh help me preach somebody. He took that fish and bread and he blessed it and he gave it to the disciples and they distributed it out to the crowd. And guess what? God took, the Lord took two fish, five little biscuits, fed 5,000 men beside the women and the children. 
Some folks, some folks say it like this. All he had was a two-piece fish box. Oh, but how many know the Lord can take a two-piece fish box and work a miracle with it? Are y'all praying with me? Two little fish, five loaves of bread. And, and I don't know how it multiplied, but let me imagine that every time somebody reached in and got a fish, another one appeared. Uh, every time they reached in and got a piece of bread, another piece of bread appeared. Until everybody had well eaten. And everybody was rubbing their stomach. Talking about, oh, that was good. Everybody full. And the Bible said that there were 12 baskets left over. I come to tell you the Lord can straighten it out for you. He has a wonderful track record of straightening things out. I don't know what your problem is. I know what this woman's problem was. But everybody in this house, this sermon, it fits all of us. Because if you ain't got a problem today, you might have one tomorrow. If you don't have one tomorrow, you might have one to show up by Wednesday. If you don't have one to show up by Wednesday, you might have one to show up by Friday. If not Friday, by next Sunday, you don't know what you will encounter. But one thing you can rest assured is that whatever problem you face, the Lord can straighten it out. Can I get a witness here? I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you will go through. In the days ahead. But I want you to know today. That whatever problem. You have. The Lord can straighten it out. Or can I get a witness here? Yes, the Bible said that Jesus laid his hand on the woman. And watch this immediately. She was made straight. Yes, and I want to tell you as I close today, uh, whatever problem you have, the Lord can straighten it out. Yes, and that's why I encourage you uh, to call on him for whatever need you have. Yes, Paul said, but my God shall supply all of your needs. Yes, and he'll do it according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Oh, can I get a witness here? Somebody say yeah. Say yes. Yeah, the Lord can and he will turn things around in your favor. Have I got a witness? I don't know what you may go through, but I dare you to call on the Lord. Is there anybody here know that he can and he will 
make a way somehow can you say it say it say it I have a few witnesses I want to call to the witness stand first I'm going to call Paul and Silas Paul and Silas can you tell us whether or not the Lord can straighten things out Paul and Silas would say something like this they said surely he can straighten it out because we were beaten and put in jail had nobody to go out with bail and we began to praise God and as we praised him he showed up and he broke us out of jail have I got a witness somebody say yeah tell somebody God can straighten it out can I call another witness to the witness stand come here Peter and give us your testimony Peter would tell you that he that he was put in prison and he was put between two soldiers uh, one on his right uh, and the other one on his left uh, and they uh, were going to crucify him uh, have I got a witness uh, and the Lord knew uh, that they would kill Peter uh, but instead uh, he got him out of jail uh, he got him loose uh, and while the church uh, was praying for Peter uh, he comes knocking uh, at the door have I got a witness and somebody say yeah and Rhoda Rhoda the little damsel she heard the knock and she looked out and said Peter is outside the folks didn't believe her they said you probably looking at his spirit he probably dead by now Rhoda said no he's really at the door have I got a witness somebody say yeah they looked outside and the answer to their prayer was standing at the door and I come to tell somebody don't stop praying cause the Lord he's able to turn it around the Lord he is able anybody tried him anybody tried him say yeah is he able say yes and I come to tell you whatever you are going through the Lord can straighten it out don't give up don't quit don't throw in the tower the Lord can straighten it out say yeah say yeah say yeah say yeah God 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 he can straighten it out take somebody's hand look them in the eye and tell them neighbor be not dismayed 